Welcome to Get Jashed, a conversation series where guests share their stories and how they learn, deal with, practice, screw up, and rise in leadership and communication. I'm your host, Jess Jash, founder and head creator at Jay Lee, where I help impact positive change in high performance teams. I believe there is more than one way to do leadership and communication, so here we are. If you want to know more about how you or your team can work with me, head to j-lee, that's l-e-i-g-h dot com dot au. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Get Jashed. Uh, today I have joining me Naomi Henderson. She is an e-learning developer, learning designer with 15 years of experience in the education industry. She's living on the Gold Coast and works in empowering others and is inspired by empowering others to shape their dream lifestyle. So in the work she does, in the way that she shows up online and with people, whether you're her friend or otherwise, that's really what I see her do. So thanks so much for joining me, Naomi. Thank you. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, So I wanted to talk about, this is a conversation around leadership and communication, um, whether it's in your industry or your community or how you show up in life with it. And I wanted to bring you on and talk to you because I see you always showing up in life with some level of leadership in taking charge of your life and feeling empowered in your life. So I feel like you are a great person to have come on and just share that aspect of it and anything else you want to share as well. So um, we'll get started. So the first question I had was what is your understanding of, well, what was your understanding of leadership growing up and Mm. has that changed now? So there's two parts. Yeah, so I guess growing up, um, you know, if I think about the way that I was brought up, you know, with my parents and them being my first introduction to leaders, I guess, you know, I guess that's your first introduction growing up as your parents. Um, I was brought up to be polite, um, to have manners and to don't interrupt adults when they speak and also to do what you're told. So which is not a bad thing, you know, those are all really lovely qualities that you should instill in a child. But I think what happened is that when I came into, you know, working in in my career, I carried that with me. And so, you know, this young kind of person starting in an office, you know, it was my, you know, the way that I would navigate a day would just be to do what I was told, you know, so I would see the leaders in the business as kind of like the parental figures, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. And if they told me to do something, no questions asked, I would just do it, whether it made me happy or not. So because, yeah, that just felt natural. That was the way that I thought it was, you know, that I thought that that's what you had to do. You had to do your time. You just beat your tongue. You didn't say anything. You just did what you were told. And And I think as I got older and more confident, I started to see where, you know, if you're in an environment where you're in a job or anything like that and you're feeling miserable, you know, there's something not quite right, you want to be able to go to your leader and be able to feel comfortable enough to express that. Mm. And I feel like a good leader would be someone who would be a servant leader who would be the one asking you, how can I help you in order for you to be the best that you can be in this role? 
because that's only going to make you know whatever business or whatever environment you're working in better is by you being the be your best self in that situation so I think I can't think of one particular situation where it changed I think it just changed with confidence yeah like that gradual learning because it sounds like it was it you had this this moment over time of realizing that the way some of the ways that we were perhaps brought up or what was sort of uh indoctrinated with the best of intention i know i'm sure uh, into us as we were growing up of this is the way things are and this is the best way to do it it sounds like you had that realization of okay i recognize that but also mm -hmm. what inspires me and what feels most expensive and open for me is a little more like this and you kind yeah. of gave yourself permission to to choose more of that way than the other yeah absolutely i had to learn how to to ask for what i needed mm. you know instead of just staying silent and just thinking you know because they are the authority they yeah. are the ones that are in charge so yeah i think i guess that's how i learned to kind of start taking charge of my own life yeah, well, that's perfect because that's a great segue to my next question. Um, <laughs> thank you for that. So how did you learn to lead yourself into your life? So what I know about you is you're really passionate about inspiring others because you've inspired yourself in mm. creating this, I, I kind of do and don't want to say dream life because it's it's really grounded. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, everyone has their own idea of what a dream life yeah, is. Yeah, so, but you... In terms of empowering, I see you empowering yourself and in what you share, empowering others to create the life that is most aligned for them. So how did you learn to lead yourself into that for you? Yeah, I think I always had the, the fire inside me, but I think there was a turning point in my life. Something happened in my life in around 2013 where um, for the first time in a long time, I ended up on my own. My relationship ended and... It was at that point where, and it was hard to begin with, you know, I had to actually kind of look at myself and be like, oh my God, like I've never stopped to consider what I want out of life mm. on my own ever. It's and that was so <laughs> confronting and it was just like I'd never, ever thought about it. And it took me a couple of months to kind of get out of this limbo funk. Like I had, you know, I really had to get to know myself again on a deep level. And what I discovered is that Naomi at an authentic level is a massive risk taker. As, as, much, as much as a lot of people um, that probably know me or have known me throughout my childhood and my life would probably think the opposite. But I feel like it was just always there, but I needed something big <laughs> to happen in my life to bring that out. And I think. Ever since then, I have used that element of risk to propel me forward into what I consider a dream life. And I've actually got it printed on my wall. I've got every risk I've taken has paid off. Mm. And I 100% believe that, whether at the time it feels, you know, like it's, <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world, every single risk I've ever taken has paid off. I love that one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you about that one after so I can write it down. <laughs> Good. There's something about that that lands of, yeah, like we can lead our own lives and that's going to be risky. 
yes that's what it's about but it will pay off in some way or another you just have to allow it to yeah absolutely and I guess a big example is um you know probably around 2010 you know I was kind of working as a graphic designer at the time and I had this kind of dream that one day I would be working from home and you know having my own business but that like I just couldn't figure it out I just couldn't put the pieces together in my head I was just like no that's way too scary not many people do that I should just go with the norm I should just work in a corporate environment and 10 years later everyone's doing it <laughs> I know right and yeah and it's just it's so amazing like I have to pinch myself sometimes that I made this happen because I remember at one point thinking that I could never do it like it's just not for me it's for special people you know so yeah, yeah. that's awesome um so with leadership, I feel like there's a, a very key element of communication, which is why I talk about both. Mm. So I wanted to talk about two aspects of communication in this instance. So how do you choose, like, so you work at home with your partner as well. Yeah. How do you choose to communicate when you're working with your partner? Is there a way, because that can be fraught with um, mm. challenges, I can imagine, like, you know, so how do you choose to communicate there? Yeah, so, and you're absolutely right, it does come with its challenges, but Ali and I made a decision from the beginning of our relationship that we would be 100% open, honest, and vulnerable with, mm -hmm. each, with each other. And it's really, really great in some ways, but it was really, really hard in other ways. But with him in particular, he is the person that I can go to and just be like either pull him up on something or he'll pull me up on something. And, yes, there might be tears involved. There might be, um, you know, feelings hurt or whatever. But it's so, it's so good because we just, we just hash it out. You know, mm -hmm. it's just that's the way that we show up for each other. But um, I would probably be a little bit different with, different people in different environments as well. Yeah, that makes sense. So it yeah. came down to a mutual decision of this is how we'll show up. We're going to show up and communicate and do what we need to do to clarify things and keep things open and truthful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. And, and I guess like everyone has their own different ways of communicating, like just mm -hmm. say that we have a heated discussion about something. I'm the kind of person that wants to get it resolved. Whereas he might be the kind of person that's just like, I need, you know, I don't want to talk about this right now. Yeah. And so, and so it's kind of like, you know, sometimes that happens. So all about compromise and negotiation. That's really cool. That's awesome. So the second part of this is how do you choose to communicate with your community? So by community, I mean, literally like just with people online, like social media or with your clients or with your um the people you work with like whoever it is how, is there a way that you choose to show up in that in a community yeah sure so if i think about social media um i like to keep my social media mostly positive mm -hmm. and i like to be vulnerable as well and show up as myself um yeah, I think just recently I've started connecting with dance and fitness again and I just try to show up as myself and try to be silly and just have some fun and 
and yeah, that, that's the way I tried to sh yeah, show up for my community and social media. And um, in terms of my business and my work, I've learnt, going back to what I was talking about, I was brought up to be very polite and I feel like I still kind of carry that with me as in if I'm having a conversation with a client, I will be extremely professional and polite. But what I find, especially in the last year, um, you know, working for myself is I've learned to relax a little bit around that and just be a human being. And actually people love that a bit more, like less robotic and less polite mm. and, and just be yourself, you know, like if you accidentally, like sometimes having a conversation with a client and then they drop a swear word and then, you, and then they're like, oh, sorry. I'm like, no, it's fine. You know, it's like just, you know, just kind of, Always be professional, but just, you know, you don't need to be so wooden and so polite that people don't know who you are at a, at a, at a root level. Yeah. What I, what I hear in that, is, and it's something that I have identified as an important key in how we relate to other people, whether professionally or personally, is by showing up as ourselves mm. gives other people permission to show up as themselves. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 So, like, I've like I loved your, your dancing videos and stuff lately because I'm just like, <laughs> yes, this is fun. And who doesn't love that? Like, you know, if you were a teenage girl once, like, or a preteen girl once, like, who doesn't love that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it brings out that side of you, like, that you – it's still there, but, you know, other things just take priority. Yeah, exactly. So, and – like yeah so how you show up and that's what I really love about how you show up but I think that's that's what I'm hearing and what you're saying as well is you just it gives permission for other people to show up so you feel more yeah. and your clients might swear because you're like oh yeah it's another person it's exactly <laughs> yeah. that's awesome um so where do you feel like you get communication really right so it doesn't have to be this whole piece it can be little pieces within a piece whatever it is where do you feel like you get it right most of the time Mm. I think I'm good at asking questions. If I think about from a, um, a client's perspective, I think I've learned to be really good at drawing out what people need and what we call stakeholders <laughs> in my industry, but drawing out their, their wants and needs when it comes to um, putting a project together for them. Mm. Um, so, yeah, becoming the master of asking good questions. Yeah. I feel like is... Yeah, That's really, really good thing because sometimes people don't know what they want. Hundred percent, most of the time. <laughs> or personally, sometimes people don't know what they want. So there's angels like you who sort of sit around and you just ask questions, and it helps them just find their way and go like and give voice to that. And that's a mm. really powerful thing in then how they can then learn to communicate. So like that's a that kind of adds on and ripples out to yeah. not just about your communication, then it becomes this way of enabling them to. So that's really powerful. Yeah. Another thing that I feel like um, I'm good at is um, being inclusive. So if I'm in a room with, say, 10 people and I notice that a couple of people are quiet, I will, I'm really good at noticing that and I will try to get everyone involved and everyone um, making sure everyone is feeling heard mm. and has had, you know, their 
their chance to give over their ideas as well. And that goes for professionally and personally as well. Like I kind of be always the person in a social environment that if someone's a little bit quieter, I'll go and sit with them yeah. and have a chat, you know. So I I'd, I'd like to think that I'd help people feel a bit more comfortable. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I, I definitely see that in you as well. Um, so from there, where do you feel like there's room for improvement? And we'll start with personally. There's a second part. But where do you feel like there's room for improvement in how you communicate personally? Mm. How I communicate personally. I feel like I could always... I, um, how do I say it? I could communicate my needs more. I mean, I do it, but I could do it so much more. And I feel like um, I struggle sometimes with being direct. Mm. And that obviously comes back to my politeness. Mm. You know, like I always um, worry about how my words may affect someone's emotions. Mm. And so therefore I feel like I would hold back in yep. saying what I really wanted to say just so that the other person didn't feel a certain way. Yeah. So... So I think um, what would be really good for me is to learn how to be assertive and direct but also come from a really compassionate and loving place. I, I feel like there's kindness in speaking our truth to others if we mm. compassionately and kindly and there is a loving kindness in privileging others with their own experience of their own response. As mm. well. um, so I can definitely relate to you there in terms of like holding back a little because you're trying to take care of someone that or like you know not not ruffle their feathers too much or anything yeah for sure and it's funny because um obviously you know my partner Ali he's a very direct person and sometimes if we're yeah. dealing with people in our business he's he will either say to me he'll tell me after the fact or you know I've written this person a message and this is what I wrote and I'm like oh oh yeah. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> or yeah. like he'll send me a message and what do you think? And I'm like, um, oh, and like, <laughs> like, can you just soften this bit? And like, whereas he's just showing up as himself. Yeah. So I think I could take a lesson in that and just be yeah. like, because sometimes just say exactly what you mean and be direct. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And uh, where do you feel like there's room for improvement for communication in your industry? In my industry? I think, again, I, I saw this really interesting thing on LinkedIn the other day and another e-learning developer asked the question, if, you're, if your client asked you to create a solution that could be easily solved by a one-page PDF but they were asking for a full e-learning module, what would you do? Ooh. Yeah, and I thought, actually, that's such a great question because you know, my first kind of child instinct is just be like, well, just do what they're asking for. They've asked for a 30, you know, a 30-slide module. But really, in my heart of hearts, I know that, yeah, the solution could be easily solved with a one-page PDF. So really, I think the answer is just to, yeah, just to actually tell them how it is and just be upfront and be like, hey, I know that you're, you have this in your head, but I actually think, it could be better solved this way. And, um, and then you build that trust. You build that relationship with them. The honesty. So, yeah. And, and trusting your expertise as well. Like, 
yeah, trusting that I know that sometimes things don't, don't have to be this beautiful bells and whistles, like crazy training program with lots of interactivity and animations that is actually serving a purpose. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, well, that's the end of my questions. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. It was so nice to have you on and have a chat. Thank you. Yeah your perspectives and all of that around that. I feel like there's a lot of value in what you had to share today. So I really, really appreciate it. Thank um, you very much. Thanks for listening to Get Jashed. If you dig these conversations, please subscribe and share a review. If you want to know more about how you can dive deeper into these topics for yourself, head to j-lee.com.au forward slash courses. You can also follow me on Facebook and YouTube by searching j-leigh and Instagram at j underscore dot leigh to see the full videos of these episodes and keep up to date with what's going on in our world of communication, emotional intelligence and well-being.